Welcome to Talking for the Health of It with Permanente Medicine. I'm James Boyle, Health Engagement Trainer. And I'm Amy Kaiser, Communication Coordinator. We both work on the health engagement team here at the Mid-Atlantic Permanente Medical Group, where we serve members of Kaiser Permanente in the Mid-Atlantic region. Today, we're talking with Vanessa Valero about sustainable goal setting. Welcome, Vanessa. Thank you for joining us today. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself? My name is Vanessa Valero. I am a health education consultant and lifestyle health coach with the Mid-Atlantic Permanente Medical Group. I'm also a registered dietitian and I support the diabetes prevention program and other weight loss initiatives in the Mid-Atlantic region. So Vanessa, why talk about goal setting? Goal setting is such a great conversation, uh, especially thinking about the New Year's resolutions that sometimes we set out for ourselves. Goal setting, um, you know, really important to think about both in potentially our professional lives, but also our personal lives when we think about lifestyle habits. And when it comes to making changes, it's so important to really think about the specific changes that it may take um, when we think about the overall goal that we're trying to work towards um, in our lifestyle habits, uh, whether that might be weight loss we're looking for or helping improve a different medical condition that we might have going on and what lifestyle habits can really make a difference in that. And Vanessa, when it comes to goal setting, what are some of the most common barriers that you hear from our members? Some of the most common barriers I hear are about the time to make specific goals. They focus on wanting to lose weight or being active, but they don't think about how specifically they're going to make those changes. And a lot of times they also say that that's just what's always worked for them. But if that hasn't worked in the past, then it's important to change that mindset for growth and really think about, you know, how can I create that time and be a little bit more specific of what that looks like for me so that I can be intentional about how these changes are really going to work and come about into my day. What does a sustainable goal look like? Sure. Well, so when we think sustainable, um, you know, that's really thinking about how are we going to continue this in the future, right? One of the big differences when we think about lifestyle habits versus dieting, for example, um, diets tend to be restrictive and are all or nothing. And when we think about lifestyle habits, we want to be able to create them and, but also sustain them in the long term. So it's really important to think about creating small goals and building them in a way that become a little bit easier each day um, versus something more restrictive. So when we think about goals, really important to sort of use um, what we call SMART goals, which stands for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. When we create goals in this kind of way, especially when it comes to our lifestyle habits, it can really help us better sustain the results that we get from those changes because we're really focusing on our behaviors um, and what it requires us to do differently to be able to get the results that we're looking for, but also maintain them as we think about the long-term and the health benefits that that can bring. And I'm wondering, could you provide some examples uh, thinking about what a sustainable goal could look like? Absolutely. So if we think about 
let's say the the goal might be weight loss um and let's say we're looking to lose 10 pounds that might be the larger goal that we're working towards but when we think about getting there it's really important to focus on the behaviors that that's going to take in terms of either changes or things we're adding into our life that would help us result in that 10 pound weight loss so for example a, a weekly goal could look like that we hope to add in vegetables into our dinner meal three times this week. So it's, we're really helping give ourselves specifics of what we're going to do and how long we're going to do it for. And that's also giving us flexibility versus if we say we're going to eat vegetables every day, and right now we're not eating any, that's really setting ourselves up for failure. So giving ourselves a place to start from where we are today and realistically think about what can I work on over the next week to start making a change and giving ourselves that flexibility with the three days a week instead of seven is really helping us set up for a higher um, success rate versus failure if we don't eat vegetables tomorrow. So really thinking about specifically what we're going to do. Maybe we need to find some recipes, ways to cook vegetables if we're not really sure how to cook them, or maybe ask suggestions from a friend um, who you feel might be a good cook or a good uh, role model of what you're looking for in health um, habits as well. But it's important to give ourselves that flexibility, but also think about how are we going to intentionally make this change? So what do I need to do differently to incorporate this habit or to modify a habit that we are working on? When we talk about setting ourselves up for success and creating a sustainable goal, you know, sustainable means we are able to do it for an extended period of time. How does this framework help us to keep our motivation alive after something like the new year? That's really a great question, Amy. You know, we are all excited when the new year comes around and we have set goals for ourselves. And a couple of weeks in, we sort of start to lose that momentum. And it's really important to think about being realistic to where we are. Yes, we want to hit the ground running if we want to make these changes, but we also want to make sure we're not making changes that are unrealistic to sustain over the longer term. If we weren't doing them already, you know, what's going to change that just because it's the start of the new year and how would that make us do something we haven't been doing? So it's really important to, you know, take one step at a time and think about what those goals look like, but also think about why these goals are important to us. So why do we want to lose weight? Why do we want to get more active? Is it because we want to spend more time with our grandchildren or we want to be able to walk that one mile that we haven't been able to do because of chronic pain from higher weight um, levels, right? So whatever you feel is the purpose, is the why of the goals that you're making will really help hold that motivation going, but also creating a sustainable goal using that 
that SMART concept will really help you create goals that are small, that don't feel overwhelming, and that give you room for growth versus something really restrictive, all or nothing. Yeah, you might be able to do it for the first two or three weeks, but is that sustainable? Are you really able to um, do whatever that goal might be, whether that's, you know, spending an hour and a half working out or, you know, eating no carbs, whatever sort of larger goal we might start when the new year um, starts, is that really a way of life that's sustainable for us? And if the answer is no, then that might not necessarily be the best approach as we're starting to make changes to our lifestyle habits. So I'm hearing you say like keeping the why in focus when it comes to our goals. Why did we commit to this goal? What are we looking to get out of this? And I'm wondering what are other strategies for boosting motivation when it might be running low? That's a great question. In addition to thinking about our why, also important to surround ourselves with layers of support and resources to keep us going. You know, do we have friends or family that we admire certain lifestyle habits from that can be that place of check-in or, you know, our best friend who can really support us of, of what we're working on if we are having a time where we don't meet that goal or thinking about what are some community resources, maybe that group class environment really helps pump you up. So, you know, signing up for group classes where then you can meet people with common goals and and interests as well. So it's important to create layers of support for ourselves um, in many different ways of life, whether people we already know or new connections um, or professionals, you know, maybe we check in with our physician or other type of medical professional that can help us um, check in with the goals that we're working on and supporting whatever concerns we have that might be impacting our lifestyle habits, right? Sometimes if there's other stressors coming from other parts of our life, whether a medical condition that we might have, you know, is that impacting how we react to uh, that situation that's now triggering changes in our behaviors uh, with how we eat and how we move our body? Many layers of support from from different types of people um, in our life, as well as Uh, celebrating our successes is important. A lot of times as we're creating goals, uh, we don't really give ourselves credit for where credit is due. If we're making a change, no matter how small it is, we're consistently making changes. Important to recognize that. So, you know, what does that look like for you? Taking a bubble bath or, you know, getting that new pair of shoes that's going to help you feel better when you're walking, Right. So finding ways to celebrate our successes is a really great way to help us stay motivated as we continue to put in the work to the changes that we like to bring into our lives. Whenever someone is working through their goal, maybe they are making good progress. What can someone do if they are hitting a plateau? That's a great question. So it is a totally normal part of the process for us to hit a plateau along the way of our health journeys. So it's important for us to take a couple of of steps to really think about what is causing uh, potentially for us to plateau and then how will we work on coming up with a plan? So when we think about what could be impacting 
the or causing a plateau, I should say, is um, maybe we've lost weight. So if we've lost weight, it's important for us to think about have we made any adjustments to what our new weight looks like? For example, if we've lost those 10 pounds, the the amount of calories that our body needs for that new lower weight is different than where we were at our starting point. So if we haven't made any further adjustments along the way, those calorie modifications might be enough to maintain where we are, but not necessarily to continue to promote weight loss. So it's important for us to make check-ins with ourselves along the way. Is there any additional tweaks or changes that I can make to what I'm eating or how much I'm eating of something? Or can I boost my activity in and add an, a little bit more minutes or increase the intensity? Some way that we can start making an adjustment to what uh, we were doing before. Another times, maybe we've sort of plateaued because we've fallen off track a little bit and we hadn't realized sometimes life happens and we hadn't realized that we started to maybe slip into habits that we were doing in the past, whether maybe our portion sizes have gotten a little bit bigger over time, or maybe we've decreased our activity and we're not necessarily getting in as much as we thought. It's really important for us to check in with what we're doing and are we still meeting those goals? And if we have, then, you know, maybe it's time to readjust those goals if we're looking for further weight loss. So those are some things to keep in mind as well as part of the weight loss process. We also lose some muscle. So it's important to think about during that process, how can we work on uh, rebuilding that muscle so thinking about strength training as a really great addition to our cardio activity as well, and pairing those in combination really strengthen back that muscle as muscle burns energy for us, even at rest. I hear a lot about people doing challenges, starting out their new year. Um, some of these big changes like quitting alcohol, going vegan, uh, changing to a low carb or no carb diet. What are your thoughts about those? So sometimes some of those new year's challenges of different things, as you mentioned, James, can be a great boost to what we're working on, depending on what that specific modification is. For example, the no alcohol, that might be a really good one. If we feel we are drinking a little bit more regularly. And also what does our behavior of drinking more often also impacted in our behavior habits of how we move our body and what we eat. If having higher alcohol intake is making us snack more um, or not feeling up to moving our body, you know, that might really be a helpful um, addition to sort of start modifying the alcohol in our diet and removing it and can make a big difference in terms of our behaviors and our energy level, but also can make a big difference calorically. Um, the bigger thing to think about is, do you feel that that's sustainable for you and maybe finding a balance in between if you feel that that might not be the, the long-term goal for you, but can definitely be a good kind of start to realizing maybe some habits you weren't as aware about yourself. Um, when it comes to some of the other more food-related modifications like no-carb or low-carb, that's something I'm usually not a huge advocate of, only because it's really not sustainable. Um, and a big thing to think about 
is that a lot of people are are doing this low carb or no carb, but then have cheat days and eat twice as much as they would have. So is that really helping you in the long term find the balance? It might be better to work on reducing the portion sizes of carbohydrates that you might be eating, but not necessarily feeling like you're removing them completely. That might really help you create more sustainable, more realistic habits that you can maintain for the long term and not just a quick fix. Because if we're losing weight and gaining weight back and forth, that's not really great for our body. But also, it's not bringing the health benefits that weight loss can really bring um, to medical conditions that we might have and overall general health. So it's really important to be mindful with some of those all or nothing or overly restrictive diets. And if we are choosing some more modified or restricted type of diet, um, like a vegan diet, um, encourage to check in with your care providers, with a registered dietitian or with any other care provider that you normally see for some additional insight and feedback, because you could be eating a vegan diet and eating pasta all day. That doesn't really necessarily mean you have a healthy diet. Um, that could really impact your blood sugars or potentially even your weight. Um, so if you're trying to modify or remove a big food group, encourage checking in with other healthcare providers to really get a more educated information about how to follow that as you promote good health along the way. Vanessa, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. And thank you all for listening. We hope you check back in with us for future episodes on wellness topics and specials covering specific areas of health. This has been Talking for the Health of It, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>